What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You listening to another edition of Casio's Cut? I'm joined by my good friend, wrestler himself, Mr. Cabana Man Dan. How what's up, buddy? I am doing wonderful, Cassio. Uh, I'm ready to lick some candy with you <laughs> on this on this show, whatever that means in that sense. Uh, I'm excited to uh, sit down and talk with you. We're we're a couple of uh, uh, two peas in the pod, really. Yeah, let's get that. Uh, let's start there. That's a good starting point since we both got our start. In Gadsden, Alabama, um, how does one? Now you're a little bit younger than me. Um, well, probably not by much. <laughs> you just we, we both got the baby face though. <laughs> uh, you what, what high school did you go to? Actually, I went to Glencoe. Oh, you went to Glencoe. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a but country I, I, boy. Uh, I guess I was I was the one non non white person <laughs> <laughs> in Glencoe. Yeah. Oh, oh, non-white person. Yeah, I was yeah, going, wait, what? <laughs> no, I was, one, that backwards. I was the 1% other uh, in the SATs. <laughs> so you had a bunch of rednecks and a Filipino boy. How did, you born and raised there? Your family there? What's happening? How do you end up in Gadsden? Uh, well, uh, I was I was born at the Riverview Hospital. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, parents lived in Glencoe and... I pretty much stayed in Etowah County my entire life except for one year, and I was in uh, Homewood for a year, and it was terrible. So we moved back to Glencoe, and <laughs> now I live on Nakalua Mountain. How do you uh, – that's where I grew up. I'm past where my parents are right now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'll I've give you their address when this stops. Well, you don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, what uh, – how, so how do, how do you go from Gadsden – oh, is that a corgi? Uh, we don't know. It's just a mutt. It's, I think it's a, well, it I think it's a, awesome. It's uh that's Lulu actually Lucha. Uh, she's a, I think she's a dachshund Jack, Jack Russell mix. <laughs> Was she getting your lap? No, she, she don't like to be touched. Really? You, you got to pick her up and she just like yelps. And I've got really? a cat, I've got a cat over here climbing a ladder. Like he's getting the money in the bank. We, we need a cat. We'll have, we'll get a cat appearance. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, he's hiding. Oh, there he is climbing the ladder. That's where that's where gravy likes to perch. That's his name, gravy. Mm-hmm. I got turkey and gravy. That's my two cats because <laughs> they were found on uh, Thanksgiving week. Rescued. You, you are Gadsden, buddy. You are Gadsden. <laughs> if you got turkey and gravy as your cats, <laughs> I need tater and gravy. Is what I need. All oh, right, biscuit and gravy. Yeah, go. I need biscuit and gravy. That dog cracks me up. I, yeah. Is it is it concerned with you? What does it want? Ah, it's you know, it's bad. You, you said it was eating Lucky Charms a second ago. Yeah, she she wants Lucky Charms back. She's 
She's uh, senile. She's 14, so she has a lot of seizures and stuff. Seizures? Uh, yeah, she's, she's not doing good, but she's, she likes to just walk around the house for hours. She's like, a, she's like a shark, just keeps going. Yeah, she's, I think she's like, you know how ghosts kind of have like a muscle memory and just haunt? I think she's a ghost. She just point. knows how to roam the house and knows yeah. where everything is. And I got another lazy dog. She's 14 as well. She's an Australian shepherd. She doesn't get off the couch. Much, so. That's a high energy dog, though, but 14 is old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I got a hamster, uh, the four <laughs> chickens, two ducks, and a betta fish. I, I, had a, uh, I had a parakeet, but the cats killed it. What? <laughs> yeah. I came home from work, and they pulled the, uh, they pulled the cage off the uh, dresser. And uh, it was just oh, fidgeting no. in the floor. And uh, it was still alive. And it just had this, please kill me face. So I had to take it, it outside. out of the cage? Yeah. Oh, I they thought played it was a cat it. toy. Yep. They, they half ate it. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you, got, you got like a compound like I do. My wife, of course, is uh, gets all the animals we can. You have almost or as more than me. I got two dogs, a cat. A snake, a lizard, a tarantula, and nine chickens. Wow. We have five that are like a month away from eggs, and then we have five backups because I heard you run through the chickens. Really? I don't know. I've, we, we stuck have up you lost chicken. any? No. No, they're huge now, and they're, they're, they're producing like – I think we we forgot to get eggs for a couple of days, and we brought in like fifteen eggs today. So how many egg? How many chickens do you have that lay eggs? You know, I'm, they don't let me watch, so I'm just <laughs> assuming they're all doing it now. Okay, so that's how many chickens? Yeah, uh, four. So four are they about once a day? At least once or twice, because we were getting at least three eggs a day now. Oh, uh, three or four. So I'm in for it then. I'll never have to buy eggs from Aldi again. <laughs> are you going to be selling eggs? You mean that guy's got the fresh eggs on in the yard? No, I eat, I eat a lot of eggs. Oh, yeah. I, I eat, and, I and, and duck eggs. I eat duck eggs too. What do you mean? They let, I got duck eggs. What? Wait, what is it? Is, there, is a duck friendly? I got a lot of questions here. They're mm. skittish. They don't really let me touch them. So they just kind of run away. Like I get jealous of all the TikToks of ducks hugging children and stuff. Yeah. So they just, they just, I don't know. They'll just kind of get close to you. But if you like look at them, they get spooked. But the chickens <laughs> will let you hold them and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, the chick, by the way, having chickens, uh, we, we got them right after the start. I saw you start posting on social media. You got them just a little bit before us. Uh, you kind of sealed the deal with my wife. She's like, hey, <laughs> if Cabana Man Dan's got some, we got to get some. Uh, but, uh, the chickens are way smarter than I thought chickens were. Yeah, yeah. Are they're, you they're, smart? I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what really constitute for for smart chickens. <laughs> but uh, why the bar set really low for chickens? <laughs> I, you know, I guess, I guess I think they're a little clever. You know, it's fun when you let them out and they start like chicken scratching the ground and stuff. And, they're hilarious. And then they just, they just like fly out of nowhere, and it's like <laughs> it kind of takes you. Uh, by surprise because you forget they fly <laughs> yeah. and the next thing you know they're they're like five or six feet in the air they don't they don't get much higher than that it's just like a burst <laughs> yeah they do and then it, they they're just like legend of zelda chickens <laughs> they just like coast on the way down 
I love their run where they're just like their heads down and they have like uh, like almost a crisscross walk. Oh yeah, and if, if you got the ducks here, I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. They'll just be like this. <laughs> they're literally waddling the whole time, and uh, it's just funny. And they they'll try to fly, but they just they run they run and just do this the whole time. They just they're too fat. Wait, so they're supposed to fly. So ducks are laying eggs. Yeah, not a, not as much. Maybe like one or two a day. What's the what's the taste difference? Man, I tried Nothing. to. Well, I tried to eat like a a three a three duck egg omelet. Oh god! And like they taste like regular chicken eggs, except the yolks like maybe twenty five percent bigger, mm. and like the flavor of the egg is very bold compared to a chicken egg. So I, it's just it's just overwhelming. So I have to cut. <laughs> I have to have one duck egg with two chicken eggs and cheese every day. That's my breakfast. Uh, I now know going in three egg omelets, three <laughs> duck egg omelets is overwhelming. <laughs> it's too much. Too much yolk. <laughs> he sounded. He sounded like everybody that's on a hoarders <laughs> episode where they come in and they're like, "Why aren't you clean?" And you go, "It's just overwhelming now." <laughs> You were just defeated by the three egg omelet of the duck. Yeah, yeah. This is like I had, I had to. Well, uh, I couldn't eat it all the way, so I had to get a, like a, a pita bread and make it a wrap with some mayonnaise and more cheese and hot sauce just to choke it down. So I don't, I don't do that anymore. But I've got, I've got other wrestlers want me to bring duck eggs to the show because they just want to try it. So and it, it's I'm more fascinated. Protein. So I, I could bring you one next. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll for real bring you one at the next uh, uh, top show if you ever want to go to. Or the done. Uh, Consider that a deal. <laughs> All right, so you you got you got an event uh, this week. This is uh, this episode is dropping on September first. If you are listening to this later, it's September first, twenty twenty. Uh, but you got a match coming up this week. So uh, before we get to that, okay, let's go back a little bit. Um, how do you go from Glinko boy to uh, getting into wrestling? Cause I need to know about trainer chief little in, in the house. Wow. I'm surprised you knew how'd you, how'd you, <laughs> you must've went to my non-existent Wikipedia page. <laughs> no. Um, so back in the day we had movie gallery. Yeah. We go to movie gallery, look at wrestling tapes and uh, we were looking at the ones at, at the Glinko movie gallery and, Lady, the lady that was working at the counter was like, y'all boys like wrestling? So I said, yes, ma'am, we do. He's like, well, there's a show in center. Uh, it's about 20 minutes up the road, and they said they train people. I was like, okay. So we went and showed up uh, on a Saturday night in center in the back of an antique store to watch Wrestling Christian Fellowship. And uh, Okay. We, 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 I, you know, we've never watched live wrestling before other than WWE, so watching it at an, an independent level, we didn't know it was bad yet, so <laughs> it we was were, just we wrestling. Man. It was it was wrestling. It was yeah. It was characters. It was whatever. And then we talked to uh, the, the only person that wore a suit was the ring announcer. So we talked to him because he looked like he was in charge, and um, he told us to talk to Chief Little in. And he said, "Well, well, guys, you know, I'll train you for twenty bucks a week. Um, I just want to let you know if you're in it for the money, there ain't none." <laughs> so. <laughs> I was like, well, that's why he's training kids for 20 bucks a week. Well, let me tell you, I sure got $20 a week worth of training. (laughs) Did you? I was terrible. I was so bad. But, uh, 
Yeah. What's I mean, his background? He was just how did he get into it? What was he doing? Um, he he was actually kind of like a undercard guy. You know, he'd get brought in for NWA every now and then as a, oh nice a, as a underneath guy. And I think he told me the the biggest thing he ever got to do was uh, for one of the Halloween Havocs. He was uh, Sid Vicious's uh, limo driver. So <laughs> yeah. So I, I never fact checked him. I just believed him. <laughs> so who are you to question Chief Little Lim, <laughs> dude? How like how old is he when you start training? Is he already old? I picture him like super old. You know, he's probably he probably was, you know, maybe late thirties. He's probably, oh. probably he's probably my age when I started. Like my oh, okay. age now. I'm, I'm thirty-five. I, I've I picture him like this old crusty right, you know, God well, kids. <laughs> There ain't no money in it. <laughs> See, he's like thirty. He's like a kid. Well, he 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 was uh, rode hard and put up wet, <laughs> like most wrestlers in the eighties. So he was what I was picturing. Yeah. Uh, okay. But the, you know that was that was cool because we were just backyard wrestling at the time. So when we had a chance to actually play around in a ring, that was pretty cool. When when do you when do you create Cabana Man, Dan? What are you starting off as? You're not starting off as Cabana Man, are you? That's right. Yeah. I was fourteen years old. Nailed it right out of the gate. Uh, yeah, I was like, if I'd ever be a wrestler, they, they asked me what my name was. I was like, I don't know. If I was a wrestler, I'd like to be an Islander guy. And I guess I'll be Cabana Man Dan because that has a nice ring to it. But, you like, know. were you already toying with that name? Or, I mean, wh- how does Cabana Man come I, from? I don't – well, that was a lot of concussions ago. <laughs> but uh, I just think it just it just sounded good, man. It, it, just, it, wasn't, it, it does wasn't really – It does sound Yeah, it wasn't really anything – really thoughtful it just it rolled off the tongue and maybe i liked rvd little three initials thing and it kind of worked out with cmd and uh it just kind of stuck that's what i was gonna ask next when you're watching these tapes who starts you know at first you just start taking it all in and you like everybody and you like you know you're the standard the hulk and whoever's on top when you start watching then you start figuring out what you like who you like why you like them so who starts catching your eye once you start taking it all in? Well, once you know, once you, you get through the Ultimate Warrior and and Hulk Hogan, uh, they're obviously going to be the ones that catch your eye because they're front and center on the WrestleMania yeah. box. But uh, but for real, man, it was it was uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake when I was little. Uh, really? Yeah, I just uh, I, I was it. really big into characters and colors. Uh, Tatanka, Repo Man. Look at this mouse uh, pad I got right here. Oh, look at that. That's incredible. All of them, dude. Brutus the effing barber beefcake. <laughs> uh, have you ever met him? Have you got to meet him? No, I, I've never met. I've never met uh, Brother Bruda. I would love to. I'm he's, sure he's met him a couple okay. times. Fantastic. By the way, I think I got That's his good. number. I'm going to send you his number. You just you just start slowly texting Brutus the barber. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I'll give you Lash Larue's if you don't have it. <laughs> He, what is Lash LaRue doing? I, I met him at a Tough Man competition in Gadsden one time, right when he was first uh, starting off. And mm-hmm. I was like, he was like, oh, I'm a wrestler. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure you're a wrestler at a Tough Man competition. He's like, no, my name's Lash LaRue. And, uh, you know, he was getting a shot. Uh, is he still wrestling? Is he still doing stuff? No, his uh, his his last show was actually in 2004 uh, for a show I promoted in Southside. Really? Uh, he, I believe that might be his last match, but it was in uh, against Bull Buchanan. Yeah. So, but uh, it's funny that we, we would talk about him because I've got a, a a friend of mine from high school that works out at the same gym he does in, in Jacksonville, and 
he says the dude's yoked. He's ready for another run, but uh, Where, last Jackson year, Alabama or is he in Florida? Yeah. Jacksonville, Alabama. Jackson, Alabama. Yeah. We need Lash LaRue to get another run. I'm in on that, dude. He, he, the sideburns are rocking. Yeah. He's doing his cartoons um, and art, uh, doing art. But uh, it's just funny that he's been kind of the topic of some uh, of some DMs uh, between some some of us. So you never know. Okay. All right. I'll but do. we had the same football coach too, so that was cool. Oh, uh, like high school? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he Blake. went to uh, he went to Oxford, and then. Uh, that coach that he had, they won state championship, and then he ended up coming to Glencoe and was my football coach. Oh, so nice. Cool. There you go. Yeah, this small, small world. It is. <laughs> All right, so when do you – if people have not seen Cabana Man, Dan, you have the surf's up and you also have the flip-flop chop. When did the flip-flop chop come to existence? It wasn't, it wasn't uh, out the gate. Actually, I wore boots for the first, like, two or three years. And then I was tying up my boots in the uh, armory in Sylacauga, Alabama. And then when I went to cinch the uh, the knot, the laces snapped. And I was like, well, what do I do? And the promoter's like, you're an Islander kid. Just wrestle barefoot. So I wrestled <laughs> barefoot. And uh, I think my cat pissed on my boots at home, so I just threw them away. And I never wore them again. So uh, that's how I started just coming out in flip-flops. But I didn't hit anybody with them for like two or three years after that. And I was in a battle royal in Fayetteville, Tennessee, and one of the heels, Brian Sterling, went and got my flip-flops and went to go hit people with them. But in that moment, I was, like, stuck in bullet time. Like, everything just slowed down. I was like, holy crap, that is a money idea. So I would do, naturally, what I would do to anybody, I cut the guy off before he hit anybody, took the flip-flops and started wailing on people, and then that's how it was born. So I owe, like, a vast majority of my career and – notoriety to Brian Sterling for picking up the flip-flops because I, w- I would have never thought about it honestly it just I wanted to be a wrestler you have you've had many very did, was I an event where you had like an oversized flip-flop was that a thing did you have a giant flip-flop um or am I just creating this in my head I would love to have a giant flip-flop like I'm talking I've about got, huge no I I, w- I wish so there, we, we used to run shows in Fort Payne, Alabama, and there was a shoe store, and they had a giant, like, Chacos or something, like, in the window. I was like, man, I'd love to have that. <laughs> but uh, I would love it. I mean, I've got a giant, like, foot, but it's not really the same. <laughs> All right, if anybody sees giant flip-flops, you need to acquire them for me and a yes, man. Yes, please. Man. I would we love it. The bigger the flip-flop, the better. We can make this happen, Dan. All right, so we got the uh, so now you are uh, you're wrestling, and you are with a promotion who has the biggest wrestling belt I've ever seen in my entire life, aka Humongold. That's right, that's right. That's uh, the new South Heavyweight Championship uh, is called Humongold. Uh, it's been worn around the waist of Jonathan Gresham, Tyler Matrix, myself, Baron Black, Pineapple Pete, Shug D. Odinson and currently the real deal Derek Neal. So it's if you've ever seen it, um I mean it's I call it the thirty pounds of gold. I had to lug it around for over a year. Airports, buses, Ubers. Uh it is wild. I mean Is it thirty uh, pounds? Sure. Yes. It's very uh, heavy and awkward. I like it. Let's do it. Let's keep rolling with that. Uh, <laughs> 
So the first time I see you, I, I mean, the first time I, everybody sees it, I imagine, uh, is absolutely fascinated with it. So you have, you've got to tell everybody, oh, look oh, at that thing. Look at that. Look at that thing. Watch this. Boom. There's yeah. My, there's my uh, scrotum. So. <laughs> that is the new South and the old South right there. So humongold, which you went viral with this meme. This is a good looking meme for you. Yeah. Uh, well, tell us how humongold comes to comes to fruition here. All right. So do you remember back in the, the maybe like the early TNA days with the big fat Ole guy? Ole Anderson? No, no, oily. Like he was covered in baby oh, oil. Oh, oily. Yeah. I thought you said oily guy. I was like, buddy, that's Ole Anderson. He's <laughs> he's a pretty big deal. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you might you might be familiar. His name is Brian Bearden, and uh, he was Tiny the Bell Ringer for years for for TNA in the early parts. Anyways, he makes belts now, and um, uh, we had sent the design of like the main plates to him, and um, he had the however you make plates, I don't know, you fabricate them, right. uh, you cut them out. And he goes, he sent a management a message saying that he had cut the belt or the plates too big and being wrestling bigger is better. Right. He said, screw it, make a big belt. So we got a big ass belt. <laughs> it is absolutely gigantic. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, you can see it in the background. It is, it is absolutely, by the way, with my head in there, it's almost life size like that. It is huge, and you're not the you're not the biggest guy, Dan. So what? when you when you I'm have si- it, I'm it's six four two fifty. What the <laughs> right, hell? Right. So when you got it, it is even. It looks even absurdly bigger than it is. Yeah. Uh, so is. let's let's talk about this. How long you you held it for? How long? Uh, three hundred and sixty eight or nine days, something like that. So we get COVID hits, we shut everything down, and you come back and drop it. Well, I would have held it the whole time anyways. No, yeah, I'm just saying, I, I hate it right, after, right out of the gate. Well, um, you know, it happens. Uh, you know, it was my first match back since March, really. And then the competitor, Derek Neal, he, uh, he started back a few months earlier than I did. You know, had a little bit more uh, uh, matches under his belt coming back, and I was Maybe it may have been a little rusty. So, uh, the better man may not have won that night because he kicked me in the coconuts and uh, dropped <laughs> me on my head. So, oh, what a heel! Kicking the coconuts is always a heel move. <laughs> uh, so he's got human gold now. Yeah, it's and, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, baby. And you, unfortunately, and fortunately, got a rematch, but we're not successful. Nope. I did kick him in the coconuts, but it didn't work out for me. Uh, no, uh, he had one of his guys, uh, Adam Priest, a uh, guy out of Hartzell, come out, grabbed the belt, knocked me out with it. I actually cut my nose up pretty bad. And, I got to uh, tell you, Adam Priest is a good wrestler. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, seen him is. a few times. He's a really good wrestler. Yeah, I hate that good. he went against you because he whipped you. Well, he's, a, he's a jerk. <laughs> I don't know what his end game is, but... Uh, <laughs> He decided to turn dirty on us and blast me with the belt. And I don't know. He don't. He doesn't act like a yes man. So I, I got to figure out what his game plan is. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna we're gonna get into the. Oh, look at that! Look at that peeking through right there. Look, oh, yeah. What's going to happen there? Oh. <laughs> let me let me get uh, let me get Humongold off the background here. 
Uh, but like we mentioned earlier, you are uh, basically with New South. You're basically starting back over from scratch here, man. You you've went back down the tonal pole, and you got to work your way back up. Yep, just just like any just like any wrestler that loses the belt and then loses the rematch, you get you kind of start start back at square one. You know, there's other people that uh, you know win opportunities, and they're on the way up. I know the current number one contender is Shug D. AKA Pineapple Pete from AEW. He won a Sinister Six match at the last Huntsville Furniture Factory show, and he's the guy right now that's gunning for Derek Neal. Actually, not only him, but uh, Joey Janela's cousin, Donnie Janela, is facing him on the fifth. So, is that Kung Fu? Yeah, Kung Fu. Kung Fu Donnie Janela has got a, his first championship opportunity. So. So we got a lot of things going on. Your main goal, though, is you got to climb back into this thing. That's right. That's right. I, this, uh, like we said, this episode uh, is, uh, if you're tuning in live or close to live, it's September 1st, 2020. You got a match coming up here this weekend on the 5th. Uh, so uh, well, tell me about tell me about this weekend. Well, I've you know, like I said, I wanted to start back at square one, uh, fought my way back up, and uh, there's no other person I'd want to start off with than El Numero Uno. Uh, the scenic city's favorite son, Jaden Newman, uh, who's at a really young age, quite the grizzled young vet. Uh, I think he's been wrestling like six or seven years. He's like barely 21. So, uh, looking gracious. forward to it. He's, uh, wrestles, uh, runs TWE out of Chattanooga. So he's been coming in new South, uh, pretty frequently having great matches. Um, but, uh, that's my first opponent to try to get back on track. I mean, are you just gonna are you just gonna keep fighting whoever they throw in front of you till they give you another shot or what? If that's what it takes, that's you know, it's it's wrestling. Got to <laughs> it's uh, wrestling. You, you line you line them up and I knock them down. So that's what old Stone Cold said. So <laughs> very similar. So in that aspect, uh, you've uh, by the way, I I watched the uh, the hype video before we recorded. I I got super pumped. Your little highlight reel, dude. Oh, uh, the one that I just put out on uh, on social media. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's that's something that you know I've been needing to do for quite a while. Uh, you know that that 2019 was about 60, 60 something matches for me. Uh, 2020 is a handful. Um, and as soon as I got done making it, I forgot like five other matches and five other promotions I could have put on there. But you know, you gotta gotta make another one. But, what uh, stand, what stands out from 2019 from that particular one? From from that highlight reel or just yeah. 2019 in general? From the either one. Um, I'm trying to gosh, I'm trying to think. There, there was just that's so a 306. Much. That's over a year rain. I mean, you got what, just. Well, I mean, what what stands out to you? Winning the Haas tournament, which I know, I forgot to put any of that in the in the highlight video, but uh, that whole weekend of uh, of wrestling carry off on Friday night. Saturday, uh, wrestling the Mongol Britt Jackson, and then the main event beating Baron Black, Donnie Janela, and Cheeseburger, uh, and getting getting T Bone suplexed on the entrance ramp, power bombed on through a table, power bombed on the ring apron, power bombed in the ring, spitting up blood because Baron Black clotheslined me in the teeth, and then winning you know the jacket and having the face off with the ch- then champion Tyler Matrix. And then having to get like four hours of sleep and go to Nashville the next day on Sunday for Southern Underground Pro 
and wrestle uh, purple belt and uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Dom Guarini. So it was the most painful weekend of my life. <laughs> so, Had to be gratified, though, afterwards. It was. I mean, it was a really emotional moment because even before winning the Haas tournament in 2019, uh, I had uh, lost my name and my character back in 2018 to the current Hot Tamale Daniel Perez. He came in as the evil fake Cabana Man Dan, beat me. <laughs> and th- this is stuff that's not even on IDB TV. We weren't even we weren't even doing that yet. But he had beaten me for my character. I was just Dan. No no character. No no moves. Black trunks. Black shoes. And uh, I eventually won my name back and then eventually won the Haas tournament and then would win the championship in August. So it was like a two-year storyline from from this fake CMD to losing everything to getting it all back, getting my ass beat, and then just, you know, it was, it was a really good story. I mean, you don't, you don't really get to see long-term stories in the indies anymore. So I thought that was really special. You've had some great battles with the stunts. Yeah. Yeah. Marco's, uh, Marco's my homie, you know, whether we're side by side or wrestling each other. I mean, uh, j- just from that highlight reel, you saw the bloody mess that he, like the four of us were at a uh, Southern underground pro with violence is forever versus they might be giants and the, and the flip flop, ta- the tacked flip flops. I was about to say, we, we have a flip flop with a, with a weapon inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we spent most of the day, I think the day before we were in Indiana. So we were coming back, uh, Elmer's glue and thumbtacks to flip flops in the backseat of a car. Uh, and I don't know if you saw it, but in that, in that match, that bell shot that Dom Greeny gave me, it looks, to the back it of looks the head, stiff. It, it was the shits. That was, that was, that was as real as it can get. That's a it murder. Stiff. It was like, yeah, it was like a cartoon. Yeah, like the actual dong. Whenever you hit say, me, I was like, you can't fake it. It was. It was wild. <laughs> I wondered if you went in and added the bell sound because you could hear it. Nope, that's organic. That's an organic <laughs> bell sound. And looking back, it's like I can't even get mad because that was just a. I mean, I don't know. It happens. I got the flip flop with the tax and was driving it into his forehead really hard. So we even. <laughs> we. Even. All right, let's uh, let's get into the countdown, Cabana Man Dan. As uh, okay. we hit everybody before we get out of here, uh, we hit every episode ten questions to wrap up the show. Uh, you're going to be no different. So uh, ten questions, ten down to one, uh, and these are all over the board. So you can answer them any way you want, brother. Okay. So uh, number ten, starting off with number ten, name something that's a perfect ten in your life. Well, this one's kind of like a long answer, really. Um, Bring it. Back in March, uh, at uh, towards the end of the month, you know, we were restaurants and stuff were getting shut down in Alabama due to COVID nineteen. I was uh, terminated from uh, my sales position at a prominent food uh, distribution company. I mean, they just didn't just throw me out. I mean, you know, we were, you know, I was blessed to have like you know severance and all that good stuff. But um, I think the freedom ever since that, cause I'm still unemployed, just being a wrestler. Now uh, we make it work with what we got. And uh, you know, with my family's taken care of, my lights are on, my mortgage is caught up. Um, that's pretty much like the perfect 10 right now. It's just, just the freedom that I had after not having to be like 
a corporate guy anymore. I've got a beard and long hair now, and I don't really have to answer to a sales manager anymore. And that's kind of cool. There you go. My own thing. So freedom's a good thing. So I know it's kind of a weird answer, but uh, just um, mentally, uh, I've got clarity. I don't have stress as far as that goes. If something gets me down, I just know we're going to get through it as a family. And that's just, I just try to stay positive because there's just way too much negative things going on, especially right now with this, uh, with everything, you know, racial tension, uh, pandemic, election, everything's just, everything sucks, but, uh, we're just, we're just making the best we can doing what we're doing. Copy that brother. Number nine, uh, name something you've nine is the German word for no. Okay. That's why nine is the name, something you've written off something that's no more. For Cabana Man Dan, I'm going to take one away. Can't say your job. Uh, <laughs> name, name something that's no more in 2020 for Cabana Man Dan. Carbohydrates. Carbs. Yeah, so I'm on a keto diet for the most part. That's why part. you're eating all these duck eggs. Yeah, that's why I'm eating uh, eggs and bacon and stuff. Uh, just, uh, you know, I was just interested in that lifestyle for a while, and I was like, trying to gear up for the anniversary show, trying to slim down, trying to get in better shape. And I just, I just started uh, counting carbs. You know, I'm not cutting them out completely, but I stay well under 20 a day. And I've dropped about 15 pounds. Ooh, and how long? Month and a half or less. Jeez. So, you were a big guy to begin with. I, right. I went from 165 to 149, you know. Are you, just, are you getting cut on us? Are you going to be cut, man, Dan? Is that hey, hey, I'll tell you what, though. So the other day, uh, I wrestled for Black Label Pro in Crown Point, Indiana, and uh, I just took, like, a screen capture of my entrance walking out, and that's just what everybody – that was, like, the biggest thing was, like, how how whipped up into shape I've gotten during the pandemic. You know, yeah. I almost have abs. Uh I don't know, just, just looking good and feeling good. And just that video of me coming out is probably like the most viewed thing I've ever shared other than the the goofy uh, picture with me, like fumbling with the title because it's so heavy. <laughs> Cause that got like the, the, the Twitter impressions on that was ridiculous. Like 75,000 people saw that. Jeez. That was and my like, rate, my rate went up. So what's the one with the, um, with the, was that the one that got memed? Yeah, like where I'm like holding the belt and like, like kind of making like a goofy face because it's so heavy. <laughs> and I knew when I took that, that, that picture is actually from middle of last year. It just popped up out of nowhere because of uh, Beyond Wrestling shared yeah. it because they wanted, to, they wanted to acknowledge that as the new independent wrestling title. And, you know, like uh, Drew Gulak shared it and it just, it just, it went viral on Reddit, went viral on Facebook, you know. <laughs> Those people were putting on the belt like things that they were proud of. That was the best one. It was like me. My alcohol tolerance. Yeah, the alcohol. My, my me was strangely proud of my alcohol tolerance. Yeah. Sounds great. That, and that and and someone showed that to me, and that was just kind of like out of nowhere. You know, it's just it's just fun that as as silly as it is that it can uh, give somebody joy for like five seconds scrolling through the timeline. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm I'm here for. People can make fun of it, but I'm 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 here I'm here for it, man. As long as I can entertain you, that's great. I like it. Number eight is what do you want to when you die? What do you want to be the last thing you ate? What do they want to say? So you here's the deal: you can mix and match. You can go home cooking. You can pick seven different restaurants and seven dishes, dessert, 
Hmm. We have all all kind of different answers on this. So, what do you want your last meal to be? I'm thinking we go to top of the river and oh, have a yeah. ribeye. You are Gadsden boy. So the 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 top of the river uh, ribeye is hard to beat. The ribeye. Uh, yeah, the ribeye. I've never had the ribeye there. Oh, it's 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 fantastic. It's, it's, Wait, it's, and we should tell everybody this is a seafood place, catfish uh, place. Hence, top of the river. <laughs> uh, and now, what they're known for is when you sit down at the table, they give you a little pan, a dog you pan, got, a dog pan, and they give you like an old tin cup that's got <laughs> coleslaw in it, uh, and they got pickled the onions, corn, pickled onions, and the cornbread. That's and greens. That's what sits down at your table, like before you even order. Yep. And then you're going ribeye. Absolutely, medium rare ribeye with the baked. Dude, potato. you've changed my life. I didn't even. I would have never gotten the ribeye there. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. And then um, we used to have a uh, company thanks or company Christmas parties there. It'd be 15 people all getting ribeyes because they're just that good. <laughs> no, not 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 any uh, catfish, no shrimp, just. Ribeyes for everybody. No seafood, just all steaks. All steaks and Michelob Ultras. <laughs> all right. With, with so a you, pecan pie. At so the you got, wait, are you going the whole top of the river meal, or are you just getting no, the prime rib? I, no, no. Uh, maybe a, um, a pecan pie. That's the best pie. So no sides, just this ribeye steak and a whole pecan pie. Well, I, I, we're talking about the pickled onions and all that, like all the other. Yeah, pickles. that's what you want all the top of the river. I want all stuff. that, man. That's, that's, okay. I, I'm fine with that. I'm simple. Where's, Where's the pecan pie from? Anywhere? Uh, frozen section at Walmart. I don't hey, care. You just need some pecan pie. Uh, I just need some pecan pie with some whipped cream. Whipped cream? Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. Just, <laughs> just a dollar. a little bit. You don't got to go a little bit. It's your last meal. <laughs> Get the whole can right in your mouth. <laughs> All right, number seven. When you're seven years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? Professional wrestler or a garbage man. Really? Yeah. I'll, At seven, won. you already wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right. And then Garbage Man. Yeah, that was my, that was my backup plan. Well, they were so cool. They got yeah. to ride on the back of a truck. Yeah, they don't do that anymore, but, you know, I liked them back then. <laughs> yeah. I, heard the, I think at some point all dudes wanted to be a Garbage Man, no doubt. I, I mean, you've seen the memes. I mean, they get, they get benefits and government stuff, so I mean, it's like, Oh, they're yeah. rocking way more than yeah. I am. I'm, they're, they're, they're laughing all the way to the bank, buddy. Hey, there's uh, always trash to get picked up, too. So. <laughs> Number six, how do you want to end up six feet under? I know I think at one point I said I wanted to be in a ring when it happened, so I think that'd be bad. Yeah, wow. I mean, that'd, be all, that'd be all tragic and stuff. I mean, I just want to be – get a dark side of the ring episode out of it. <laughs> <laughs> As long as I get a tournament where people compete for the Cabana Cup, I guess. Oh, the Cabana Cup, like a tribute. All right. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, probably just something peaceful at home would be nice. You know, in the, in the bed. Yeah, just I don't want to freak everybody out. I don't want. I don't want to suffer <laughs> either. You know, I don't want. I don't want something traumatic that's going to like haunt children. Like I don't want. I don't want to go out like Owen Hart or somebody. You know. I, I, I think. I think I might go. One of my options is a jet ski accident. Cause I, okay. I'm gonna die with a smile on my face. You've never. <laughs> it's impossible not to smile on a jet ski. I think that might be at least a. Because you just go boom, and I want it to be done. <laughs> just like I want to ramp a wave, and somebody else ramps a wave. I, I think I'll end up choking on my ribeye and dying. 
I'll just have a piece of gristle. You go out on the steak. All right. Number five, five finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? I know you're from Etowah County, so I know you stole things. All right. So I stole the show at the anniversary show. So, all right. But for real, here's what I, all right. Uh, this is not going to be the last thing. I, let's talk about the first thing. <laughs> let's get them all in. All right. So remember, you remember Nelson's, right? Downtown on Broad Street. Nelson's. Oh, well, yeah. I, yeah. I, the guy accused me of shoplifting at Nelson. <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. You said that he thought I stole bas- He thought I stole baseball cards in my sweatpants. As people do. <laughs> uh, no, nah, like my, my dad had a comic book shop on Broad Street. Uh, it's, it's, and um, I had like, giant cardboard boxes that I, I uh, that I got out of the dumpster from Fuller Medical and um they were huge so I pretended it was a spaceship so I put like christmas lights up in it well yeah. one of the lights went dead so it was around christmas time so I went to Nelson's I was going to get you know a replacement bulb I was like man I just I just need one how old are you uh probably like 9 or 10 something okay. like that and you need like one christmas light I just I just need one christmas bulb Okay. So there was like a replacement pack with like four or five. I just kind of like poked through the uh, perforated <laughs> cardboard and snuck it in my pocket and left. And that, that was the first thing I stole. The other, ones, started, are, the other ones are probably more recent and this, the statues of limitations probably not over yet. So. <laughs> well, this is all allegedly reported oh. for a uh, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Wink. Uh, <laughs> anything major Did you accidentally steal food from the grocery store I well, I mean, I've, a- <laughs> I've accidentally like walked out without paying for a case of water yeah like it's underneath water. the buggy yeah and it's that's like- how i usually get everybody they're like i never stole anything and i'm like never like a 12 pack underneath they're like well that's not stealing I wait a <laughs> well when you get it when you, when you realize that you put it in the car you're like ah it's just walmart <laughs> um no well, so okay so you still think some hotels? What's your favorite thing to steal from hotels? All the little uh, soaps. Yeah, sure. I take them all. Mouthwash, hairnet. Yeah, whatever. yeah. I just load it up. Yeah, it's like I, I got, pay for this stuff. I got so many makeup remover pads. It's ridiculous. And I used to fill up vending machines, and uh, the vending machines would get like a coin jam, and people lose their money, and they never really come back to claim it. I guess. So you'd have like $10 and quarters all stuck. You think I'm just going to give that to the company? <laughs> no, no, player. That's how I got a uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, saving up quarters I found. <laughs> You're taking our chip money and getting video games, you dirty dog. <laughs> I see how it's going to be. I steal a lot. Holy crap. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even got to all of them. You're just, telling, <laughs> just running the gambit. The first and last. You're from Etowah County. I knew there was some thievery in there somewhere. That's, that's what you grow up on the streets of Glingo. All right, number four, Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie's. Top Man. four Little Debbie's. I know number one's got to be the classic honey bun because that's, okay. that's what I broke my cheat meal with. Was okay. The honey, was the honey bun. Um, nice. Christmas tree cake. Okay. Got to have Not that out one. for long. That's a good one. Uh, fudge round. Fudge round. Mm-hmm. That's not many top fours. Wow. It's a lot there, of long top fours. It, it's there, but it's not in all of them. And I think the buddy bars, peanut butter buddy bars. Okay. It's a good yeah. count. Yeah. How I do like you the eat the buddy bars? Bar. Just straight up crunch them? Yeah, I pull I, them apart. 
Uh, I do both, and then I'll take a bite and dip it in milk. You know. Oh, nutty buddy in the milk. Uh, yeah. Any anything else you do weird with a little Debbie's? Like can <laughs> microwave them or freeze them or eat them weird, or you just throw down on them? No, I just I just eat them. You know, yeah, I eat. All, I, I don't think there's. I don't think I've found a little Debbie I don't like. Honestly. Do you do you heat up the honey bun? You know, I used to. Uh, so back at the vending job, they, they'd be just like frozen in the back of the truck on a winter day. And I just throw them on the defroster. By the time I get to Jacksonville from Gadsden, they're good. They're ready to go. Yeah, Melted up in that dash. I like <laughs> it, dude. Dashboard cooking. All right. Number three, three albums on a deserted island. So you can pick any three albums. This doesn't mean that you are throwing the gauntlet down, saying they're the best albums of all time. But you just get to hear these over and over and over again. Some people pick greatest hits. Some people pick live albums so they can hear people. All over the board here, three albums. So who's Cabana Man Dan got? I mean, they're probably going to be like compilations. Like it'll be like the best of Weird Al would be one of them. Okay. Uh, the best of uh, Hall and Oates would be another one. Well, Hall and Oates greatest uh-huh. hits, okay. And I'm trying to think of another one. I, mean, I don't know. Whatever, whatever Post Malone's got out this week, no. I guess. <laughs> okay. So. A Posty fan. I like it. It was the last concert I went to before pandemic. Well, there you go. There we go. All right, number uh, two, speaking of, first and last concert you went to. So two concerts. I need the first, your very first on-your-own concert. Okay. And then uh, the very first uh, on-our-own concert, we were 18 and went to uh, Hall & Oates and Michael McDonald concert. Strong! So, Where was that at? It was Atlanta at uh, Amphitheater. <laughs> yeah! Was, uh, we were the youngest people there. Like, that is setting the bar high, dude. Yeah, it was that. That was the first one I ever went to, and it was uh, it was awesome, man. There, 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 there are a couple of the. How old were you? Eighteen. How are you? How are you into Michael McDonald and and Hall and Oates at eighteen? Well, Michael McDonald just happened to be there, but uh, <laughs> back back whenever I used to work at a Schlotsky's Deli, I was the manager there. So whenever the owner would leave for the day, I would change it to eighties pop. And there'd just be a lot of Hall and Oates playing, and that's that's how I you're like, boom, we're going, son. Yeah. <laughs> What's the last concert you went to? You know, it was either one of two of them. I can't really remember because it was a few years ago now. Um, but it was either a Weird Al Yankovic concert or a Fallout Boy slash Paramore concert. Okay, we're in the misery business. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, nicely done. All right, number two. Uh, that was number two. Number one. Who is a who's a dream match out there uh, that you you know? I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of them, but who's who's kind of in your sights of upcoming dream matches you'd like? Um, I mean, just having wrestled so many people um, over the, like the course of 15 years, you kind of get your dream matches here and there. Yeah. Um, I know Jonathan Gresham would be a fantastic match. You know, really get to test out the technical ability. Uh, with him, he's one of the best around. Um, uh, one of my dream matches I had was like Hallow Wicked, so I'm trying to think of some other people. Uh, uh, I'd like to wrestle Effie. Does that count? Yeah. Count? I'd, lo- I'd, love, I'd love an Effie match. Um, but he was there the last card you were at, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. He Who was. did he wrestle that night? Uh, you remember? The Hot Tamale. <laughs> so that was a match that happened. That was a thing. <laughs> So, I mean, I just, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just. Well, I tweeted 
We need, we need you and this guy to hook up. Oh yeah, Mance Warner. Are you? Uh, he, have you tagged with him? Didn't you? Yeah, we were Cabana Mance Dan. <laughs> Southern Underground Pro. Cabana I mean, Mance Dan. Yeah, yeah. Big. I'm a big Mancer fan. You know, he's got tons of respect for me. Uh, he's on the up and up. You know, he's he's assigned talent to MLW, I believe. You know, one yeah. of the one of the prominent superstars of independent wrestling. So. You know, I don't want to look past Jaden Newman on the fifth, but uh, I will say beating somebody at, like Mance Warner would definitely raise my stock in New South and, uh, you know, bring me a little bit closer to getting that title shot again. So, I mean, if 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 we're calling it right here on Casio's cut, huh? I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna challenge old Mancer. We're gonna go. We're gonna <laughs> fight around a little bit. I'm gonna hit him with a flip flop. We're gonna enjoy some. Uh, cold beers and you're uh, going to the pay window instead of him is that what's happening yeah we're gonna we're gonna go to the pay window <laughs> so you know mance you know we, we mance, go back. you hear that son you, know, you were foreshadowing earlier i think with your little elbow during the uh the, the green screen this is this is all you're gonna see this is all <laughs> you're gonna see son oh mancer's coming after cabana that'd be a good fight that'd be a good fight you you had some ring chemistry when you tied together so that'd be a that'd be a good matchup yeah i I think so too you know we both have uh more of an old school mentality when it comes to wrestling you know i've seen him beat the piss out of people he's beating the piss out of people i've done the same thing and uh on september 20th i'm gonna take him to task i hope if he accepts is he coming to town yeah he'll be there at the furniture factory oh but he don't have an opponent yet no, nah, man, I heard, I hear he might be looking for one. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, Mance. Mance! The challenge, the gauntlet has been thrown, dude. Cabana Man Dan challenging Mance Warner here when you come to town to Huntsville, Alabama. We'll make that happen. We'll hopefully – I'll tag him in all these posts, dude. He's right, right. Well, you know, I got, I got a smile on my face right now because we're having a good time, but uh... – if you've seen the last few New South shows, I'm not really smiling. You know, it's oh. it's serious, like next level stuff. You know, I'm I'm doing backflips and uh, lariats and jumping all over the place, doing stuff I really haven't done in a long time. So, uh, he's, mean, getting, the, he's getting the, the thumbtack uh, flip flops might need to well, come. Yeah. Hey, you never know; it could happen. All right, Mance, uh, if you hear this, and by the way, everybody listening should, I think they should start tagging Mance. And telling him to accept the challenge from Command Man Dan, huh? Hey, if y'all want to see it, tag him. I know that I'm the first speed. to call him out for this. Plus, it'd be good for me. I'd get Mancer on my show if he can accept it. We'll get. I mean, somebody sent him the audio. I'm going to send it to him. But Mancer, okay. we're calling you out, buddy. We need you and Command Man Dan to throw down, son. Yeah, there you go. Well, Dan, dude, thank you for finally catching up with me. I yeah. can't wait to hang out with you again. It's been a minute uh, since I saw you get to uh, do your thing in the ring, brother. The The lettuce is looking good. Look at that. I mean, that's a good-looking lettuce right there, dude. Are you talking about in my backyard? What's your hair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can put in a ponytail now almost. I haven't had long hair in about 15 years, and <laughs> I had to cut it for a job, and I said, if I ever get a chance to grow it back out, I'm going to do it. Boom. We are. I got and you got a garden too? Yeah. Oh, let's see. We got a garden too. What do you got? What's your so we just threw everything in ours because it was our first garden, so we just yep. like let's throw every seed there. Yep. Yeah, it's a mess. 
<laughs> it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a conglomerate of, of plants all cross-pollinating. Um, peppers, like cayenne peppers, jalapeno peppers. Really? Uh, yeah. The cayenne peppers are like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with all these things. Uh, tomatoes have been good. Um, uh, some different Etowah County dirt than we got. We got none yeah. of that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else I got. I got okra coming up. Okra? Uh, sunflowers i got like eight foot tall sunflowers in my backyard really yeah they're amazing oh that's what i want to go in next i don't don't know how they make seeds or whatever but they're really cool uh we got uh, we got a lot of squash Uh, um we got some eggplants cucumber not cucumbers but zucchini uh I'm, i'm waiting right now is the time for my potatoes to be ready and if anybody knows me, I'm a lover of mashed potatoes. So if I can get my own farm-to-table mashed potatoes, I'm going to be like you, Cabana Man Dan. I'm going to be in that zen place where I'm okay. free. I'm free from the restraints of society. I can't remember the last time I had mashed potatoes. All I ever what? have is rice, cauliflower now. Oh, yeah, you're on the no carbs. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude great stuff catching up with you finally yeah. We're definitely gonna have you back on again man and look forward to seeing you out live tell everybody where they can find you on social media uh on instagram it's cabana.man.dan because cabana man dan proper was taken by some jabroni that's probably you and you forgot no, it's not word. me no it ain't me it's some <laughs> kid that with no followers so uh, cabana on, man dan but with dots in between yeah all and right that's instagram uh on on twitter it's just Cabana Man Dan proper. And on Facebook, you just it's Facebook.com slash Cabana Man Dan. Boom. Easy enough, brother. We support you. We look forward to seeing you, man. Rooting for you. And uh oh yeah, get, get the merch. Yeah, pro wrestlingtees.com slash cabana man dan. Get the new flip flop street shirt with my chickens. That's Felicia <laughs> and Brittany. The coconuts. Um, hey wait, can they get the pins there? You got no chicken man, Dan. Yeah. Hold on a second. He has created a new logo instead of Cabana Man Dan. He's got Chicken Man Dan that looks like the KFC logo. Uh, so, boom, there it is. There it is. It's the KFC logo, but Chicken Man Dan. Chicken from, uh, Man Dan. In the mail the other day. So, Is that a pro wrestling show. tease as well? No, this is uh, hit me up on social media and I'll mail it to you. All right. Hit him up on social media, support him, support the indie scene. We appreciate your time, brother. Glad you are doing well and in a good place. And uh, look forward to see you throwing down. Mance Warner, he's coming for you, son. He's coming for you. Humongold is going to be yours again, Cabana Man. I sure hope so. Like we say every time, we better stop before we get embarrassed. Adios, muchachos. Adios.